everybody to the pilot, the first episode of the Statistically Speaking podcast with um, myself, Blinken Riley, and um, Kyle Umlong. You almost forgot my name there. <laughs> well, I had to go back and forth uh, on how to pronounce it. I couldn't remember. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. It's Umlang, Umlang, Umlaut. I, I don't care. Uh, Umlang's fine. That's the easiest <laughs> okay. one. I'm like, okay, <laughs> Kyle, I'm like live yeah. from our, uh, our parents' basements. Whoop, whoop. Um, my mom's bringing down bagel bites in a little bit. I'm excited, man. I'm <laughs> stuck with pop tarts. <laughs> Lame. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I can't believe we're finally doing this after, after a year or so of people telling us to. I guess we have nothing else better to do than do this, so let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is going to be good. Um, yep. I, I'm sure this is um, Aggie's worst nightmare, <laughs> both, the, both the maroon and orange kind. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, okay, well, let's let's dive right in. Uh, we're in the middle of the offseason. It's June. The 100-day mark just came and went. We're getting closer and closer. I can smell it. There's one more full month of no football coming up after this one, and then we're in the clear. So, what's what's hot? What's a hot topic out there? Like what what's going on out in the college football world? Well, I mean, with any off season, we've got the we've got Vegas weighing in, um, yep. with uh, their Heisman odds, futures odds, um, and of course over, yeah. over and overs and unders. Yeah, and I saw the ESPN FPI just came out uh, a couple weeks ago. So mm-hmm. the same old, same olds are near the top. Middle people are in the middle. Bottom people are at the bottom. Same old, same old. <laughs> uh, have you looked at the Heisman list recently? Uh, yeah. Your guy, your guy Spencer Rattler is at the top. Spencer Rattler there at the yep. top, uh, yep. followed by the new kid at Clemson, um, plus 500. Then we've got JT Daniels and Sam Howell uh, following up. Then another new kid, Bryce Young, uh, fifth on the list. What do you think yeah. of that? Um, I think it's a a good waste of money if you want to bet on him. hasn't even yeah. hasn't even done anything. So maybe so next you, year. You've got a, a couple spots down the list at plus twelve hundred. I think is my, maybe a good value. Maybe a good value play. Who, uh, De'Aaron De- King? King. Yeah. De'Aaron King. I think that that might be a uh, a good play to uh, put some money on there at 12 yeah. to 1. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, also, I saw um, a little further down Isaiah Spiller and B. John Robinson, two decent running backs, uh, 2,500 and 3,000 uh, American. Twenty-five to one, thirty to one. Um, yeah. I'll probably, I might put a little, little something, something on Bijan. Got to represent. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you will. I'm sure <laughs> you will. <laughs> so speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, we, uh, we just pooled a bunch of money and put, uh, put it on Oklahoma to win the national championship. So, oh, uh, I would have, put, I would have put it on Georgia, honestly, this year. You think so? Yeah, they, they're, they've got a lot of returning production. They've got some two five-star transfers. I think they're they're gonna they're gonna take advantage of Alabama being down after uh, unloading fifty draft picks in one year. 
<laughs> Something crazy <laughs> like that. You think JT Daniels and his thin mustache can, can take, him, <laughs> take him all the way this year? I think if he if he shaves the mustache, I think he'll have a better chance. Mm. I think I I don't know. I think I think the mustache holds him back. Uh, but I was I was just looking at just uh, just conferences in general, teams in general, and Georgia just they poke out as the team to beat in the SEC. And if you're the team to beat in the SEC, then you're usually in the playoffs. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Oklahoma's returning a lot of people, so I'm kind of terrified of them. Uh, <laughs> don't tell anyone that. Um, <laughs> yeah, what else is new? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was looking through these uh, these Heisman odds, and I was just thinking about putting money on someone just out of fun and stuff. And I started looking around, um, and four of the past six Heisman's they've included the the. The finalists have included at least one person who entered the season as a hundred to one long shot or higher. So, just because your favorite guy is not that good on here, doesn't mean you can't throw some money at him because chances are he might be a finalist. So you never know. Um, and yeah, that's I'll, true. There's always yeah. somebody. It seems like uh, that you know, kind of comes yeah, uh, out of nowhere. Yeah, Joe Burrow was. Uh, he was forty to one. Kyler Murray was thirty to one. Lamar Jackson was a hundred to one, and Derrick Henry was twenty-five to one. So, you don't have to be a three, five, six to one odds uh, uh, Vegas guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking a look at these uh, win total over unders. They have Oklahoma at eleven. Yeah, sounds about right. I mean, I'm an Oklahoma fan, and I would be—I'm <laughs> telling you—I'd be hard pressed to give to put the over of over eleven. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's a good season. I mean, that's that's a really good season. I mean, who, who are threats in the Big Twelve for them? Uh, Iowa State and I guess Texas because it's always a rivalry game, and that means—I yeah, mean, that one's going to play close, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess Iowa State. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, Oklahoma's known to lay some clunkers, some head scratchers <laughs> in the middle of the season. So, Well, I don't think Kansas State's returning many people, so I think you're good. They have Texas at eight. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, which that I think seems, is reasonable. Yeah, it's, I was looking, and we're playing freaking Louisiana Lafayette on the, on the one season they're going to start pre-ranked. And with number one returning production team in the nation, so of course, so uh, and then you know Arkansas, they they want blood always against old Southwest Conference rivals. So, mm-hmm. so that's that's two losses right there off the bat. If things go terribly bad, and then you got to go through the the Iowa States and Oklahomas, maybe Oklahoma State, West Virginia are always kind of tough for Texas. So yeah, they're right there. There's there's four. Wrap the bat without even trying hard. So, you yeah. know, you had mentioned uh, Alabama being possibly on a down year. They Vegas still has them at, and they're over under at total wins at eleven and a half. Woo. I think that is that's that's that is pretty stupid. generous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think their only, I think their toughest game will be the SEC championship against Georgia, and that's about it. I think they'll blow through LSU because they're still rebuilding. They were horrible last year. 
will be a little better than it this year. I think A&M had a fluke coronavirus season and still lost by like three scores. So I think they'll still win by three scores this year. So I think yeah. those, those will be the two hardest games. Um, I, I haven't even looked. Who, is Alabama playing some some big uh, Labor Day weekend uh, non-conference matchup against like a powerhouse team or anything? I don't know. Are they? I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask the Google machine. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, they got Miami opening weekend. I mean, hey, there, there it is. There's, there's yeah. our Derek King. Yep. Heisman, Heisman moment. Heisman yeah. moment right there. There you go. There you go. It's all coming together. And Alabama will start preseason top two. So, yeah. so yeah. E- even if they shouldn't be based on everything they're, they're losing, but that'll give Miami a nice giant jump that will slowly be chipped away at all season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, is is the SEC still the best conference in football? Well, I mean, Big 12 went, what, 5-0 and last year in bowl games? Yeah. Uh, I looked at the, the toughest uh, schedules. There's like five or six Big 12 teams in the top top 10. I think we I think we're going to have at least someone in the playoff this year. Hopefully they can beat someone. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, um, I think so. I think I think yeah. it, it whoever wins the Big 12 I, I think is probably in unless, yeah. you know, there's just some some situation where everybody's beaten up on everybody else, but yeah. it the way, the way the Big 12 structured I don't see that happening. Yeah. There's there's top tier of two or three teams, maybe, at all this year. So I, I think I think the winner will have maybe one loss. Um, you know, last year was coronavirus year. So basically, it doesn't really count for, like, measuring measuring anything, really, because, I, 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 you know. Yeah, just a lot of useful data. There was no, there was no like spring practice. It, no one even knew if we were playing games like leading up to it. Like it's there was no no people in the stands. It was pretty crazy. So mm-hmm. I'm not gonna hold that against uh, teams that they did crazy. I'm not gonna give it to A and M that they won nine games. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it means nothing. <laughs> oh man, yeah, they're well. We'll see. We'll see what happens with them. Yeah, the, the ESPN playoff, uh, the FPI for the playoff percentage, they have Alabama and OU at 70% chance of making it. Uh, Clemson at 65. No brainer there. Iowa State at 41%. So it's either Iowa State or Oklahoma. Ohio State, of course. Georgia, which I find crazy, is only 17%. They're, I think they're going to blow through the East. I think they'll challenge Bama in the championship. And if they win, obviously they're in. So I think it should be. You know, I, mean, I think it should be a little higher. Well, how much of this is like you know, um, Alabama is, is it's almost like a you know, I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing. Yeah. With 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 Bama and the rest of the SEC, I mean, I, I mean, it's been just going on for so long. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's like it's been like what. 13 straight years of just them dominating, being in the top 10, finishing top five or so. Like, like, yeah, just put them at the top of everything until they lose it. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think there really is that kind of mentality. It's like, you know, Vegas projections, everything. It's just like, well, I mean, you can't go against them until something happens. Right. You know, I mean, there's, we got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And until Arkansas uh, marches into Tuscaloosa and just, Drops a hammer on them and wins by four scores. They're going to be at the top always. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that covers um, Heisman odds, win loss prediction kind of things, conference power rankings. Who would you put at the top two conferences? Uh, what do you think? Big 12 and SEC? I think probably Big 12 and SEC. Yeah. It's either SEC and Big 12 or SEC and Big Ten, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think I think ACC and Pac twelve are kind of afterthoughts. Yeah, and then like you, you look at the Big Ten last year, um, Ohio State just blew through everyone. I mean, Indiana was a top team that year. Like, yeah. it, it was. I, I'm not really seeing anyone but Ohio Eddie. State. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with ACC. You got Clemson and North Carolina, maybe, and that's about it. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. And then Pac-12, I, I don't even remember who plays in the Pac-12 anymore, so they're gone. I'm not awake that, that night. <laughs> that night. I, go to, I go to bed at a reasonable hour. I can't Man. stay up and watch Oregon play <laughs> UCLA or whatever the hell's on. Uh, one year, a couple of years ago, Texas had to play Cal at Cal, and it started on the East Coast at like 1030. It was the worst. And it was like one of those games where we lost in the last second. So I stay up to like 230 to watch a loss. Worst night of my life. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah. rough. That is rough. <laughs> yeah. So, so for, uh, for people listening, um, obviously, this is not our normal thing. So, this, this, this is a pilot episode. Um, we're new to the whole podcast thing. Uh, we're mostly on Twitter. That's probably how you found us. Um, I guess a lot of people don't know, like, our, our origin stories, our backstories, our how we came to be on there because all of a sudden I just popped up and I know all of a sudden you just popped up. So how about we um, spend a little time giving people like a backstory of what exactly happened? Like how, why are we here? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my, I'm, my story is, you know, I mean, to be frank, somewhat boring. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I was working as well, but as an analyst, um, but I was on contract working from home, um, working remotely. And, you know, there was this one day where I just had nothing to do <laughs> and I was, you know, bored with my regular Twitter and, you know, it was politics and this and that and news. And, you know, I was just like, God, what, I gotta get out of this. So I just wanted to make a Twitter to just follow Oklahoma football stuff. And that was it. Yeah. It was just something I was just going to be like a lurker and just like, <laughs> like just sit in the background to follow people's stuff and like keep up to date on things. Yeah. Um, and you know, I start following people and next thing you know, I follow red dirt sport. If so, if you're an Oklahoma fan, you probably are aware of red dirt sport and that guy's um, hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty great. What he tweets out, he says, uh, men in tights, uh, parody account. Sign me up. And instantly I had like 150 followers. And <laughs> like, okay. Um, so I, you know, 
started periodically doing stuff that I like to do, you know, which is yeah. dig up goofy, weird, obscure stats and um, found myself a little niche and, you know, 28,000 <laughs> followers later, here we are. Yeah. Awesome. I didn't really know that, that backstory. Um, I mean, same for me. It was kind of like, I mean, I've, I've had a Twitter since 2011, but from 2000 or for, yeah, from 2011 to like 2019, I had like five tweets and they were probably of like a, my cat or something. I, I have no idea. I didn't really know how to use Twitter. <laughs> I didn't really use it. I just had an account because everyone made an account in 2011 or whatever. So, um, but I was in grad school, um, getting a master's and one of our courses, we had to use Tableau and I mean, I'm sure you know what that is. Um, mm -hmm. so I was posting, um, Vizs is what they call it in the in the data the data world and uh someone said you know you should really like find the, the the data niche out on twitter because they'll like retweet your stuff and they'll they'll share tips and stuff about tableau and stuff like oh i i could use that for my class so i log i found my old password and logged back in and was just posting stuff i was doing for school and then i was bored one day and made one for like a m versus texas like the whole history and it blew up. It got a thousand likes, which back then was like the bee's knees. And I got a bunch of I got a bunch of followers. Uh, Sam Ellinger retweeted it, and I had like three hundred followers the next day. And I was like, "Whoa!" And so I was like, "I'm, I'm going to do college football stuff because people actually like this, and no one no one cares." Like I was doing stuff like uh, car types by nation. <laughs> no one wants to see that. <laughs> so yeah, I, like yeah, like, uh, like typical like you know, download this sample data. Stuff, <laughs> yeah, stuff know? like that. No one cared. And so then I was like, yeah, college football's word out. So I, I started doing college football stuff. And then how I came to be like this, I guess, like clapback master or whatever, like whatever people call you, like just when, like I would just post stuff or stats, like cool, funny stats. And I would always get people, usually Aggies, who would respond with just stuff that was not true. A simple Google could, could correct it and... I just started responding to every single one of them. Just, you know, like you, you've been there with, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> with yeah. guys. you could, you could find a uh, hundred people to respond to in one day, uh, that are wrong about something. And so oh, it, it just, it just took off from there. And yeah, so here we are. Well, sports is the like perfect, um, kind of atmosphere for finding stuff like that. Cause nothing makes people instantly irrational <laughs> just quite like sports does. Yes, and everyone. So, everyone has their so, team. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and what I love about college football is that at some point in time, everyone's team has just sucked. Like it doesn't matter who you are. You've had horrible mm -hmm. decades. You've had down seasons. You've had bad things happen to you. So I just love uh, finding those things for different schools, pointing them out. Um, uh, but with college football, perception is reality, and you know the the general population on Twitter is semi-young, probably 30 or 30 is like the, probably the average age or probably 26-ish, somewhere in there. So a lot of people on Twitter don't really have all that, that like history of like what happened before 2010 in, fo in football. So that's where like a lot of, a lot of uh, crazy tweets pop out because people just assume that what's happened in the last 10 years is how it's always been. And Oh yeah. You know, that's my bread you know, and butter. It's always like, I love asking like a Clemson fan, you know, like, <laughs> do you have access to the internet or like grownups? 
Like there was stuff that happened before Clemson was good, <laughs> right? And it, it's been like five years. Like that's not even like that's not very long. <laughs> uh, but yeah. they sure they sure as hell are good now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's cool. It's been it's been a crazy crazy deal. It's it's I enjoy it. It's it's a lot of fun and, and it's opened up a lot of opportunities. You know, we get to do stuff like this. Um, oh yeah, and you know, yeah, I get to do occasional radio stuff i get mm-hmm. to you know provide stats for other you know personalities and radio you know guys and um you know beat writers and stuff like that and so mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's been a lot of fun yeah and 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 the more like exposure i get with like different different people um just the more i research and the more i find out about other things and it just opens all these all these different avenues and I, yeah it's awesome mm. So, so with with all the cool stuff that comes with being semi famous on Twitter, what what are some like negative things that you deal with like on a weekly, monthly basis that a lot of people don't really think about? Um, so <laughs> um, you'll always find people who get you know you say their college football team stinks, and then they'll go, you know, find an old picture of you and try to make fun of you or like that kind of stuff. It is so annoying. Like, you know, oh yeah, I'm going to trust this guy. Somebody who looks like this. And it's yeah. like, okay, whatever. Like it's that kind of stuff. That stuff happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there are the people that just like spam reply over <laughs> and over and over again. Like, like Mike Allegra, you know, you've, you've moved on, and then there's somebody you know still two hours later, like mm-hmm. you know saying some nonsense. Uh, my, the one that like uh, kind of annoys me is the people that claim that your stuff is wrong <laughs> when it's not. Yeah, yeah. I, I promise you, uh, guy with three followers. I promise you, I've looked at this a couple of times before I posted it. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I'm sorry you, this hurt your feelings. First name, <laughs> bunch of numbers. Like it's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then there's some negative things like um, sometimes when, you know, certain news things happen or uh, I remember when the black lives matter movement first started, mm-hmm. uh, I hadn't, you know, posted anything about it. Um, and then suddenly people are tagging me saying that I'm because I hadn't said something. I was like, I was, I didn't want to like piss off all the redneck racist <laughs> followers I had or something. And it's like, come on, man. Like I didn't do anything like that's <laughs> right. That's one of the real negatives of, of kind of that type of thing, you know, having, having that, that kind of platform. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Like, uh, just a couple days ago, I had someone tag me, and I, I don't know what it was. It was some beef with some random person from another school, and, I, and they're like, "Do something about this." And I was like, "What? What do you want me to do about this? I don't know who you are, and I don't know who this other person is. What, I'm not. I'm like, I'm not your teacher. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I got stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I yeah, get that. A- that kind of stuff is kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's fun to do it on your own time, but, you know, right. it can be a little much sometimes, I, I, will, I will say. Yeah. But um, I, I have discovered the mute button on just on times when things are just going crazy between two or three, two or three people, and you're just like, I don't need to care. I don't care about this. So I, oh, I, have, yeah. I have discovered that. I don't know how many conversations <laughs> I've muted that I was originally tagged in. Yeah. That's the best feature of Twitter. It is. So, uh, Kyle, where were you in 2004? Um, I was in my dorm room playing Xbox, probably. <laughs> yeah. 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 That sounds about right. Um, <laughs> I was probably uh, getting ready for, like, to go hang out at the high school football game. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Like, there was, remember, there was a time where that was, like, the coolest thing in the world, right? Yeah. If you you weren't there, something was wrong with you, even if you didn't even watch the game. Yeah. You go, you be seen, you hang out, and, you know, grab some nachos. (laughs) Well, in 2004, Navy was putting on the longest drive in FBS history, clocking in at 14 minutes and 26 (laughs) seconds. Holy crap. Lasting 26 plays. Wow. Navy drove from their own one down to the four yard line and kicked a field goal. Uh, They started with 141 left in the third quarter and kicked the field goal with two minutes and 15 seconds left in the game. (laughs) Here's the kicker. Were they like down by a field goal or what what was the situation? Uh, No, they were actually up uh, by 12 points (laughs) at the time. So they were just, they were just letting uh, New Mexico is who they were playing. They were just let them bleed out there on the field. I mean, it was just, it was cruel. Um, were there any uh, like 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 third and long? Oh, we finally stopped them. Oh no, we jumped on the play. Five yards. So, so there were two. Uh, well, on the on the drive on the twenty six plays, Navy averaged three point eight yards per play. <laughs> oh man, they no, they had no play go over. <laughs> Seven yards. Oh, like, like, like you come off the field from that. Like, what do you, what do you tell your defense after that? Like, I, I'll try my best, guys, to not let you go back out there. Y'all are done. I mean, Man. it was. I mean, that's. I mean, they're they're moving the ball like only a military school could do. Right. You know, like I remember watching Army come into Norman, and there was like twelve minutes left in that game, <laughs> and. I literally, I turned to my buddy and I was like, we're not getting the ball back again, are we? Because <laughs> they were doing the same kind of thing. And yeah. Like, you know, that's, I mean, it was just traumatic, but I can't imagine going almost an entire quarter uh, not you know, having the ball. I don't know if my TV would still be on the wall after that. I'd be screaming. It's like, just, just do something. Stop them. Three yards. It's the same yards, play. Four yards. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was a, a little obscure stat that I, I came across today. I like the uh, the historical things, things like that. That you know they always yeah. have a story behind them, and um, I mean it just makes for a crazy 
you know, yeah. it just sits there and it's like, who's going to beat that record? <laughs> yeah. It, like even, even if you, even if you wanted to, who would want to do that? Years. Yeah. I mean, like one of the things I love most about college football is like the ability to, to do that kind of thing and like control the clock and like amazing clock management is what wins games. And I've seen it messed up too many times in my life to, like, like I really appreciate that 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 giant bleeding drive. It's amazing. Yeah, and and you know, you mentioned clock management. It doesn't always have to be like you know just a brute force. You're not going <laughs> to get the ball back, kind of a thing. Like, yeah, it can be a little more subtle than that. Right. But I mean, this was just we have the ball, and uh, you're not going to get it back. Yeah. Like we're just going to like this game is over essentially. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was, and it was. Uh, okay, well, um, yeah. Um, I also found a odd stat of the week that I wanted to share with you. That you probably you probably know it, but you might not. Um, I was just looking around, and I found this little gem. Um, Alabama has appeared in every AP poll since two thousand eight, which is two hundred and thirteen consecutive weeks. That's a long time. They won't break the all-time record for most consecutive AP weekly appearances unless they continue the streak into the 2029 season. Whoa. <laughs> Who has that number one spot? Who has that number one spot? Uh, Notre Dame. Nope. Close, though. Starts with an N. Starts with an N? Yeah. You're not going to play him this year? Huh? You're not going to play him this year? I mean, it's not Navy, is it? I mean, no. did they run out the clock on the AP? <laughs> did they just like... I, I don't even know. We got we got one week, and now we're just going <laughs> to run three yards of carry for the next 40 years? No, it's... it's, uh, it's, it's I give up. Nebraska. Oh, uh, okay. That they, makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, a lot of from Grace, Nebraska. <laughs> they appeared in 348 straight polls from 81 to 2002, spanning three different decades. That is absolutely wild. And so, like, whenever someone uh, talks about, like, no, Nebraska can't be a blue bud, that I always like to tell them that no one's going to, I mean, Alabama will probably catch this, but this is a crazy, crazy streak. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are the kids that don't have access to grownups, right? <laughs> those, those are those kids, right? Uh, that's a that's wild. Yeah, that's wild. Well, um, I mean, I guess I guess that's it for for this pilot episode. Um, but I think I think it's just fair that it's you, it's me. I think we should always end an episode with a few Aggie facts. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's. I mean, I think it's a great idea. You know, it, the Aggie Fact Thursday is like is like nine inch nails hurt, right? <laughs> like they did it, and then Johnny Cash like owned it, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm like, uh, you're you're like Johnny Cash to my Trent Reznor in, <laughs> when it comes to the Aggie Fact Thursday. So. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm gonna, let's, let's keep it going forever. So, uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. I won't miss a week. Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess you can start, or I can start. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, yeah, I can. I can go. I can go. Okay. 
Um, let's see here. So, well, here's one that I personally like because I like my head coach, and uh, he's he's pretty great. Lincoln Riley has finished in the top four more times than Texas A&M has in their entire history. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, I don't. I don't. I'm not going. I'm not going to say I love the guy, but he was our <laughs> past coach. But I will say uh, this one. No A&M head coach has won as many bowl games in their career with the Aggies as Tom Herman won with Texas. And he was fired by the Longhorns for underperforming. <laughs> oh, man. Duncan on uh, Texas A&M is just, it never gets old. It never gets old. <laughs> it really doesn't. Um, I'll do one more. I got one more. Um, All right. Texas, a- Texas A&M has more yell leaders. Then they have national championships, Big 12 championships, and SEC championships combined. They have five yellow leaders. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I, oh, I've got one. I've got okay, one. Okay. Uh, in 1957, Texas A&M spent eight weeks in the top three of the eight people, the most of any year in their entire history. Oklahoma spent at least eight weeks in the top three in 23 separate seasons. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of Oklahoma and like good college football programs, against college football playoff teams, Texas A&M is 0-9. And they've been outscored by an average of 40 to 16. <laughs> they've played nine Cosmoel playoff teams. Oh, my gosh. I swear if they ever if they ever get nine wins again, I will it'll be the, the end of everything. <laughs> well, well here's hoping. Yeah. Uh, they've, they, their Vegas odds are nine and a half, I yeah. think. So I'm going. I'm going the under, big yeah, time. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> so, awesome. All right. Well, is that that's a wrap? That's a wrap for <laughs> our first episode. Um, hope everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, there will be more. Hopefully, to many more to come. Yes. Awesome. Well, okay. thank you. See y'all out there on Twitter.